Welcome to the Hot Topic Bold Talk Podcast. Dr. Jacqueline is opening a forum for us to discuss opinions on the topics currently trending today. She's also going to share her experience with unique and diverse books that will encourage us all to think differently about the world and change our lives for the better. Together, we cover hot topics and get into the nitty gritty of how they affect our lives. All in the friendly and engaging tone so that you feel comfortable listening, even if it's not your favorite topic. This podcast is the perfect blend of knowledge and fun. We discuss everything and anything that matters today. Don't settle for the same old stuff. Get in on the conversation. Hello, this is Dr. Jacqueline from DTP Leadership Group. And this is podcast 39, and I have it as part B, since I have the same title as I had uh, for podcast 38. The title is, How Do You Deal With Havoc in Your Lives That Affects Your Health and the World? And I know the solution is to see what has happened in our country that creates chaos and how to deal with it. And that's what I'm going to be doing in this podcast. This second podcast on this topic, we'll talk about the systematic attack on the LGBTQ plus community and the elimination or banning of books and articles about this community. The same groups that are attacking the LGBT community are also banning books about racism in America and ridiculing people and organizations that support diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. They have the audacity to ignore the medical community about the horrific destruction they are doing with the restrictions of anyone below the age of 18 that is transgender having medical treatment as they go through their transition. These politicians, their ignorance about the facts and research data about gender identity and their refusal to listen to medical and psychological uh, professionals in the the community about the impact on the young and older individuals who want the right to search for and decide on their gender identity. And they need to have that right. And that's now become unacceptable with what politicians are doing. Politicians are not educated about gender identity. They don't want to be. They're extreme religious fanatics that hold to there's only male and female, which is not true. And gender identity is very important to a lot of people. They don't have, the politicians don't hold degrees. They don't have, definitely don't have medical degrees. And they haven't even bothered to read about gender identity and really try to understand it. I don't believe they have the right to determine what is best for transgender kids. I think that needs to be left to the psychological and the medical community and their parents. I have a PhD in counseling psychology, and I've been in business for 47 years. And I know how detrimental these actions are to transgenders and any of the rest of the LGBT plus community. 
Religious fanaticism is based on ignorance, fear of anyone different from themselves, and they have a refusal to consider other opinions that are different from their own. Now, I want to start discussing the attack on the LGBT plus community with an article from Florida. This short article is from the Policy Director, Florida, for the Southern Poverty Law Center, or SPLC, Jonathan Weber, on Friday, June 23, 2023, at 12.05 p.m. Here's what he says. I never wanted to have to send an email like this during Pride Week, but I can't stay silent while hate groups and conservative legislators continue their attack on the LGBT plus community. Today's, today's anti-LGBT plus movement is the strongest it's been in decades. In Florida and across the Deep South, an unprecedented wave of cruel, discriminating legislature intended to silence and erase the LGBT plus community is threatening our hard-won rights. One thing is clear. Anti-LGBTQ plus groups want us to return to the bygone decade where it was unsafe for people to be true to themselves and to who they loved. Directing the SPLC's policy strategies in Florida means my team has been fighting tirelessly to protect the LGBT plus community from draconian restrictions on speech, assembly, education, and healthcare. Unfortunately, conservative lawmakers have succeeded in denying them these rights in an attempt to dehumanize LGBT plus people and violently force them back into the closet or worse, scare them and their families out of Florida altogether. And the lawmakers in other states have treated Florida's hateful laws as a model to replicate rather than the human rights violations that they are. And he ends it by saying, all of us should be outraged. Now, my spouse and I have given donations to the Southern Poverty Law Center for years since they have the greatest knowledge and the longest experience in legally fighting hate crimes and hate groups in America. And I think there are many politicians that fit in that uh, the hate group. This statement from Weber does not surprise me since fighting racism, sexism, heterosexism, and homophobia transgenderism, and other discriminatory actions by mega-Republicans and hate groups is what the SPLC does every day. Jonathan Weber is asking this request of you, and I'm asking you to support his request. He says, I need your help to stop the mainstreaming of LGBTQ plus hate and prevent us from a return to the pre-Stonewall era when anti-LGBTQ+, violent and uh, discrimination, was commonplace. 
Join the forces with SPLC today by making your first gift and helping us reach the million-dollar goals that we have to fight discrimination and hate in America. And you can look up uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, the acronym is, of course, SPLC. Here's another article by the Southern Poverty Law Center, which was published on June 10th, 2023, at 10.02 a.m. Stonewall was a riot is a, a phrase that conveys a profound truth. The three-day riot at New York's Stonewall Inn in 1969 was not the first time LGBTQ plus people stood for themselves against legal discrimination, police entrapment, or organized violence. However, it encapsulates the spirit of a movement and a reminder of the good trouble the late Congressman John Lewis cited as necessary to stand against injustice. This Pride Month is more than a time to reflect on Stonewall and the other protests that helped solidify the LGBTQ plus movement and push the world to rethink its prejudices against the community. It's a time to look at the current threats and challenges to the movement. Now as then, LGBTQ plus people are under attack. Again, the nation's conservative state legislatures and governors have adopted restrictions on speech, assembly, education, health care, and other matters, all in an attempt to violently force LGBTQ plus people back into the closet. So they're repeating some of the ideas that they had the previous one, but they're making it very clear what the problem is. In a throwback to the pre-Stonewall era, Drag is again illegal in multiple states, while doctors and even parents could be uh, prosecuted for providing affirming health care to trans youth and others. Just as it was in 1969, it is legal to fire LGBTQ plus people at will in 16 states, refuse to rent a house to them in 19 states, and deny them alone in 34 states. 14 states currently censor discussion of LGBTQ plus people or topics in schools. So this is serious and it's a disaster, and that's the reason I'm writing about it and talking about it on this podcast. I'm going to finish this article, and then I want to go... Uh, to some facts about states that have specific restrictions against the LGBT plus community and parents of children that are a part of this community. But here are the final statements from this article that I've been quoting. Anti-LGBTQ plus hate groups have been happy to amplify rhetoric wrongly claiming that the United States hospitals, libraries, schools, universities, Corporations and government institutions are part of a grooming kids to become LGBTQ+. Now, they're the only ones that think they know what's going on, yet they've eliminated all these other resources and say, we're the ones that have created from. And we're trying to groom kids to be LGBTQ+. Within the last month, we've seen this rhetoric target gender-affirming care 
in inclusive policies and even corporate marketing campaigns celebrating LGBTQ plus people and Pride Month. In another article entitled Parents Seeking Treatment for Trans Kids Could Lose Custody of, of, of Child Under New Florida Law, written by Sam Sack, updated March 8, 2023, at 4.35 Eastern Standard Time. And what he provided was this information. Child custody now becomes a political football in Florida every state lawmaker filed legislation that would allow courts to remove a child from a parent's care if they believe to be facilitating or subjecting a child to sex uh, reassessment treatment or surgeries. Now, they're, I don't know of any parent I've worked with, trans kids for a while, I don't know of any parent that does anything except facilitate what their children want. They're not subjecting anything. So this is the classic rhetoric to try to inflame people against transgender uh, kids and their parents. This bill is written states that allowing children to undergo these types of medical procedures or treatment is unjustifiable contact. It also prohibits health insurance companies that work with state, county, or municipal governments and entities from paying for or reimbursing treatment for sex reassignment. Additionally, the bill requires that facilities that provide care to those agencies or government entities not offer or provide sex reassignment procedures or prescriptions to anyone under 18 with an exemption for a yet-to-be-passed statute focused on defining what lawmakers call gender clinical intervention. I think it's tragic that politicians think they, have, they even have knowledge about this. It goes further, defining sex for legal and classification reasons as either male or female based on the organization of the human body of such person for a specific reproductive role as in, indicated by the person's sex uh, chromosomes, naturally occurring sex hormones, and internal and external genitalia present at birth. They have no doubt. They they really do think they are going to extremes. They have no idea what they're talking about. Now, I want to go to the week, though, because they have an article on June 16, 2023, volume 23, issue 1135. And they have a very short statement that starts with Tallahassee uh, gender care rights, and they present the following. Three transgender minors would suffer irreparable harm if denied access to purity blockers and hormone treatments. District Judge Hinkle ruled this week. The decision applies directly on to three children whose parents sued Florida, but Hinkle said other families with trans kids who challenged the state's recent ban are likely to prevail on their claim that the prohibition is unconstitutional. Florida Republicans have called gender transition interventions evil and child abuse and said the Medical Association endorsing the treatments are politically motivated. And here's what Eagle says. I don't particularly like some of the way he phrased it, but I think he's really right on. 
If ever a pot called a kettle black, it's here. Hinkle replied, the statute and the rules were an exercise in politics, not good medicine by these Republican uh, politicians in Florida. His decision does not apply to other aspects of the far-reaching law, including banning gender uh, surgery for minors. More than a dozen states have adopted similar restrictions in the past year, including Texas and Louisiana over the past week. In another article, Sheena D. and Karen Brooks Harper in The Brief entitled Transgender Texas Kids are Terrified After Governor Orders That Parents Be Investigated for Child Abuse indicates that that classifying gender-affirming care as child abuse would not hold up in court, but families feel targeted by Governor uh, Greg Abbott's new order. I encourage you to read this article and hear the stories of the children and parents that have to go to extreme measure to get their trans kids the treatment they need. The article emphasizes that Abbott and Paxton, who's our um, our attorney uh, general in Texas, who's now going to be in an impeachment uh, process because he is so criminal in the way and uh, the things he's done in our state. But Abbott and Paxton have spent the past year reflecting and stroking anti-transgender sentiment among voters, many of them stirred by right-wing media. The public pressure was so intense that a Dallas program that specialized in helping transgender young people was, was formally dissolved. In his statement this week, Abbott even called on other Texans to act as a watchdog and report any parents for abuse if they believe the parent is supporting their, their children's gender transition with professional help. For years, the GOP-dominated Texas legislature has targeted transgender Texans. I've lived in Texas. I know this has been going on for years. In 2017, lawmakers unsuccessfully sought to ban people from using bathrooms that don't match the sex they were assigned at birth. So it says most of us Texans think this is ridiculous what they're doing. And somehow we have to get them out of uh, their political office at some point. But the thing of it is, they couldn't get a ban. It was not uh, approved statewide. The fear of transgender kids and how it is affecting them is truly a tragedy tragedy and a sick excuse for Abbott and Patton, uh, Paxton to win votes from mega Republicans in Texas. The parents and kids are not the ones that are sick and mentally disturbed. It is these two politicians and people who support them. Now, let me give you some factual data about employment based on sexual uh, orientation or gender identity because this is also important for you to know. In June 2020, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the employment uh, discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity is illegal under Title VII of the Federal 
Civil Rights Act, which prohibits discrimination based on sex in employment. As a result of this ruling, LGBTQ plus people across the country can continue to file complaints with the Federal Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, or the EEOC, and seek recourse for discrimination in the workplace through federal courts. It is depressing to me to see the number of states that discriminate so. I'm not going to, I'm going to take a different approach. I'm going to name the states that abide by Title VII of the the Federal uh, Civil Rights Act. These are the states that abide by it and support LGBTQ plus for employment. California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, District of Columbia, Hawaii, Illinois, Indiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Rhode Island, Utah, Virginia, Wisconsin, and the U.S. territories, Guam, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Here's something else that you need to realize. When it comes to housing, here are the states that explicitly interprets existing prohibitions on sex discrimination to include sexual orientation or gender identity. So these seven states say that they can restrict housing to the LGBTQ plus community. There's seven states. Florida, Kansas, Kentucky, Nebraska, North Dakota, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. State law explicitly prohibits discrimination based on sexual orientation in only one state, which is Wisconsin. So as we as I, you can see from the previous comments I made, there are 34 states that refuse to give loans to LGBT plus uh, community members. LGBT to Q plus related um, curriculum laws are important for LGBTQ plus students' health, well-being, and academic success. But there is plenty that are excluding and not including um, curriculum related to LGBT. Q plus. To get the analysis of the four different types of inclusion or exclusion states, I would encourage you to look at lgbtmap.org forward slash equality dash maps forward slash curriculum laws. I think it's going to be very enlightening to you. As mentioned before in the in the article by the Southern Poverty Law Center on June 12, 2023, last year was a record-breaking for anti-LGBTQ plus legislation. The tragedy is that the elected officials who were guided by anti-LGBTQ groups encoded hate by introducing more than 300 
300 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in 2022. Many targeting transgender youth. 18 states now ban transgender youth from participating on sports teams consistent with their gender identity, while three states have banned or criminalized gender-affirming care for youth. And I've already told you those uh, states. The mainstreaming of the anti-LGBTQ aid is tied to a broader assault on body autonomy or body anatomy, excuse me, gender equality, and equity in minority groups. So they're hitting on the body anatomy, trying to justify what they're doing. In recent months, disinformation campaigns have targeted people of color as well as Jews, the LGBTQ plus community, young people, and those who can give birth, and have pushed hard right adherence to violent acts, intimidation, and other authoritarian tactics against those who oppose their movement. So they're picking anybody that's not white, male, female, and heterosexual, and a religious fanatic. They think that they're the group that should make all these decisions. The SPLC, or the Southern Poverty Law Center, has provided excellent anti-bias educational materials that I've used for years, which helps to defend and strengthen our country's democratic institution and, and to build community resilience. I greatly appreciate their vision of an anti-racist society and concretely improving people's lives. The SPLC is fighting to protect and grow political, economic, and social power in the black and brown communities. They have a plan to secure more funding for hate crime prevention and response initiatives. They want to call on policymakers to do the following. Mandate police departments hate crime reporting to the FBI and appropriate state agencies. Expand interagency cooperation for assessing the nature and magnitude of domestic extremism and require regular public reports. Address extremism in the military at every stage. Screening recruits, clarifying prohibitions against advocating for or involvement in supremacist or extremist activity for active duty personnel and specific efforts for veterans to transition to uh, civilian life, including counseling, mental health, and social welfare services. And they want to promote civic and exclusive education and democracy building school initiatives that celebrate our nation's diversity. They end their statements with the following. Ours is a strong public movement for justice and human rights. And we refuse to allow hate to guide our country forward. This is an opportunity to help our neighbors and communities understand that the despair of white nationalism is not the future of America. So I think this is the perfect statement to close this podcast. I hope that podcasts 38 and 39 have awakened you 
to what is happening in our country. And you make decisions to elect politicians that are not anti-racist or anti-various groups. Thank you for listening to the Hot Topic Bold Talk podcast. Now remember to get in on the conversation, head on over to patreon.com slash Dr. Jacqueline. Bye for now. Thank you.